Hey, welcome to Textual Healing. I'm your host, Mallory Smart. On today's episode, I get to speak to my favorite Portlandian, Kevin Samsel. Kevin runs the publishing house, Future Tense Books, but he's also a bookstore employee at Powell's Books. More like the mascot, if you ask me. One of the best things you actually do when you go to Powell's Books is see Kevin. Give him a shout out if you ever do. He's also a collage artist and author. This episode focuses primarily on his latest book, I Made an Accident, from Clash Books. In this episode, we talk about what goes into making a collage, Powell's, and what kind of soundtrack I Made an Accident would have. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and or review, or just hit me up on Twitter or whatever. It's all cool. Here's Kevin. Um, <laughs> my name's Kevin Samsel, um, or Kevin Samsel, depending on how you're feeling. Um, and I live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I do a lot of different things. I work at Powell's and run the small press section, um, run a lot of the events there. Um, and um, tell people where the bathroom is, <laughs> um, give out information. Uh, I also run a small press called Future Tense Books, um, and I've been doing that for about 30, 30 years now in Portland, actually 30 years this summer, so um, doing that. And then I also write, and I write um, fiction, uh, memoir, essay type stuff, um, poetry sometimes, and I do collage art, and um, that's been my, my, my big focus for the past uh, like eight years, um, doing a lot of collage art stuff, and learning about it, and trying to make cool shit, and just getting better at it, um, yeah, and then I also run a collage website called Sharp Hands Gallery with a friend of mine up in Seattle, Cheryl, and um, we started that right at the beginning of the COVID era, because we were tired of not going to art galleries, and so we, we created an online thing. So yeah, that's a lot. I would Long say, months. you're one busy motherfucker. <laughs> I, I am pretty busy, and then I also, you know, have a beautiful cat that I have to pay attention to. Um, my cat Susan, who a lot of people will know. See, I dig that. My cat's hanging by right now. She sits right next to me, kind of guards me while I do the podcast. I don't know. Cats are beyond me when it comes to like understanding them. <laughs> uh-huh. But I think it was so cool that you did mention the Powells because that's, I think, one of the main things I know you from. That and the collage art and future tense books because I really like your books. But I was looking through some old Facebook pictures. I never go on Facebook these days. (laughs) Uh Unless I just want to see people like melt down politically. That's my main interest. Yeah. But in my old pictures, I saw um, my first road trip where I took to Portland. And you're in one of them. Yeah, I think we took a picture together when you came in the Powell's, right? No, you. I didn't know you yet. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. This is like 2013. Oh, so like what's going on? Are you like shopping in the small press area and I'm over there like doing yeah. something? Yeah, like you're in the background and I was just like, oh shit, that's Kevin. 
Oh my god, that's so funny. Believe me, uh, I'm not the first person that's happened to where I find out later, like, oh, I know that person now. <laughs> that would be like such an um, interesting thing to, uh, to find photos that you're kind of accidentally in but didn't know, you know? Um, like, it would be cool. You know how Facebook has those weird, like, algorithm things where they can kind of, like, see your face and they're like, oh, this this is probably John, you know? <laughs> they're just kind of, like, guessing. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool if you could, like, kind of do that for yourself, you know? Like, find pictures where I'm, like, an, an innocent bystander. I was going to say, you should just, like go on Facebook or whatever and see how many like Powell's pictures there are where you're just probably in the background oh yeah that's yeah that's true and then like make a collage of that uh huh <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be really your style but I just thought it was hilarious cause yeah I was looking through it last night and I didn't even expect to find you and I was like there he is that's so weird so serendipitous I think like I feel like we uh talked around that time like maybe um maybe you were coming to portland or maybe like after you left Powell's, you were like oh hey i went into your section or something like that maybe. i can't remember I, I feel like there was that happens sometimes where um i'll be working and um and people will will come in and they'll be like in the small press section and i'll be like over there shelving and um, and they ask about something, or I see like that they're holding like certain really like specific obscure books in their hands, you know. And I'll start talking to them, and um, um, and they're like somebody that I know through the internet or something like that, you know. Um, it's always the most awkward thing when you do pe- like meet people from the internet in person. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it is. I had a very strange. Um, encounter yesterday which was which was really funny like usually at work um well my book came out yesterday um and it's like uh featured in a different in a few different places around the store yeah i saw on instagram (laughs) yeah and um um it was that totally was like not not my doing like i didn't i just kind of thought that the store was going to order like five copies and then and then like you know, that would be, it would just kind of die an obscure death in, like, the art section or something. And, um, but one of the, one of the main, like, book purchaser people, um, really loved it and chose it for, like, the, like, big, like, company-wide, um, store picks kind of displays. And, um, so it's, like, everywhere. And, um, there's this guy, I was cashiering, and this guy came up and, um, and he uh, had like this little stack of books, and like one of them was like this 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 old book of mine called Beautiful Blemish, which came out like in two thousand five or something like that. And um, and we had like a used copy that had just come in like a week ago, and he was like buying it, and um, and I kind of looked at it, but like I didn't say anything. I you know like a lot. There's been like not like a ton of times, but there's been a few times where somebody will buy like a book that I have like something to do with, whether it's like my book or like a future tense book or whatever and I'll just kind of like play it cool you know like I kind of like having this sort of like double life where I'm just like mild-mannered bookseller (laughs) you know at work and then like and then kind of like a creative person like outside of work but um so he had this book and 
and uh, and then he was kind of like looking at me, and he was like, he was like, what? He was like, what's your name? And I said, oh, and, and I was like, my name's Kevin. You know, and then like, and then he's kind of like pointed at the book, and I was like, that this is this is my name. <laughs> it's like this is me. Um, and he was like, oh, oh, cool. He was like, I thought I recognized you, like from like Twitter, or Instagram, or something. Um, and uh, and then he said something about how he wanted to like look at my collages or something. And I was like, oh yeah, my book just came out today. And I kind of pointed across the room, and and he was like, oh, cool. And he like ran over and grabbed it and bought that book too and then I like signed it for him like there at the cash register and stuff like that um I like that that's kind of the pressure bot like buy you're like it's right there <laughs> yeah it's right it's right there dude come on <laughs> like no talking your way out of it now don't be like you can look for it on Amazon no it's right there yeah yeah um yeah so that was really funny and then um so he bought it and yeah but, um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, working at Powell's. Um, yeah, I see all sorts of people, and it's really cool, like, when I see people buying, like, you know, really interesting books or people, like, in the small press section, like, grabbing, like, really cool stuff and um, kind of engage them in conversation. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's, like, it's really, like, a wonderful... Um, existence you know <laughs> it's like I, I I realize that I'm like super lucky in my life to like do the stuff that I do you know um I uh I mean I guess the sacrifice is that like I don't really make that much money <laughs> you know but I mean it's the um, artist life <laughs> yeah but it's like I'm really um happy and satisfied with like working at a place where people are buying books and there's like people from all over the place like lots of lots of tourists and stuff like that um especially like right now in the summer it's like big tourist season so um it's it's pretty busy every day and you can walk through the store and like hear all sorts of different languages and you know people like who haven't been to the store before and yeah it's super cool you've kind of like become the powell's mascot <laughs> at least for like the I'm internet community <laughs> yeah well i've been there for like 20 like this november will be like the 25 year mark um which seems wild um will they but yeah throw you an anniversary oh i don't know i haven't thought about that that's a good idea i should i should like hint at that you know <laughs> maybe like you know hey can you buy like you know uh birthday cake for the entire staff that's working today on my anniversary my, you know, anniversary cake <laughs> we should start a petition to throw Kevin a party yeah I don't know <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I mean I had like one year off you know during COVID um, laid off in like March of 2020 and then um, you know the store survived and and, uh, you know, people were still working, and there was, like, curbside pickup, and there was, like, a ton of internet orders, and, uh, you know, this, and then the, the store was open for, like, a limited number of customers, and kind of slowly came back to life. Um, and I was, yeah, I, I didn't work for, like, 11 months, and then I came back, um, like, uh, you know, the, the following March.
March or whatever. So um, I was glad to I was glad to come back. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to see if you like put on any more like small press events or anything like the one I went to. That was really fun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You were there, so we did meet. We that's have what... twice where you knew my name, I think, and then the one time I just saw well, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no I totally remember that because you came uh, you were with uh, Nick I think mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah that was super fun um, yeah I'm going to totally do that again um, I mean it's probably more fun for us than you we did a few pre-games because we were nervous to do oh, it <laughs> uh-huh. yeah see you don't know you intimidated us a little bit we were nervous to meet you <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I, uh, I, I, I guess I understand, like, if I was going to meet somebody who, you know, was, like, part of some book scene for a long time or whatever, you know, you kind of, like, you kind of feel like, uh, you know, like you're, uh, like a baby or something like that, you know? Like, I feel like that before I meet anyone <laughs> in the <laughs> world. <laughs> Uh-huh. But Nick, it was yeah. probably more like the your explanation. Um, what's that? Nick was probably more like just like intimidated. I just get nervous before I meet anyone in the lit world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, the lit world I feel like is pretty cool. Like everyone's like really pretty supportive. But, you know, there are like these people or these personalities that are like, really kind of like competitive and kind of like judgy and you know it's kind of like um yeah I'm not really a big fan of that I try to be like supportive of of, you know everyone and be like accessible and stuff like that so I mean you really like if I was competitive I couldn't even do this podcast (laughs) oh yeah yeah, because I'd have to be like, no, seek and destroy every other author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a new book out? Well, best of luck to you. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm not even reading it, no. Yeah, um, you should just do like a podcast where you, instead of like positive like publicity for every book, it, each podcast would be like a really negative like takedown about like some new book that just came out. <laughs> I have a movie podcast I do with Dmitry Samarov. Um, he does collage art too, but we do it about horror movies and mm. almost every time it's like, which one are we going to talk about this time? But instead it turns into us talking shit about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love listening to stuff like that. Yeah. We get There's, incredibly negative. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain kind of schadenfreude about, uh, about stuff like that, you know, um, Especially with, like, certain kinds of, like, um, you know, certain kinds of, of media, like, like, you know, big budget uh, movies and Hollywood movies are cheesy. Oh, definitely. You know. It happens a lot because I tend to pick really cheesy films, so yeah. Mm. He picks actually good horror films and I have to, like, bite my lip and be like, fine, it was good. Yeah, like, whenever people say horror films, I just kind of think, like, I mean, I feel like there's kind of a lot of them these days, right? But um, I feel like most of them are kind of, like, really, like, over-the-top 
um, you know, really uh, gratuitous and, and, you know, like they're trying to one-up each other or something like that. I yeah. don't know. What's, what's been your favorites lately? You know, see, that's the thing about the podcast is I keep discovering new ones that I really like. But I think everyone on Twitter knows that my favorite horror movie is Scream. But I'm abandoning it now that they just dropped Nev Campbell, so. Oh, wow. Okay. She is Scream. You, you can't get rid of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is there a new one coming out then? Yeah, there is. And there's only, like, one character that they're bringing back, and it was someone from Scream 4. I could go on a really long rant about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. My favorite movie lately... Um, was Marcel the Shell with shoes on? Really? Um, yeah, that movie's so fucking good. I I was like, it's it's like, in the first like, ten minutes of the movie, I was like, oh man, this is this is gonna be special. This is like, this is really sweet. You know, it's a really unique point of view. Like, this kind of like small, um, you know. Uh, person or not really person but this like small character you know in this like giant world and um yeah uh you know he he it's a he a lot of people sometimes mistakenly refer to marcel the shell as a she uh because it's voiced by jenny slate but um but he marcel is just has all these great like thoughts that he says out loud and like these kind of like funny misunderstandings of things and um and it's very funny um and it's very sweet too like I cried like uh, a bunch during the movie um it's great it's it's a wonderful movie and it's and it's actually put out by A24 so like <laughs> like that's sort of like this the stamp of, of approval for me like I I, I don't I don't know. I see. I see a fair amount of movies, and I feel like m most of them, the last few years, have been like a twenty-four mm. movies. I dig it. Have you been listening <laughs> to any new music or anything? Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm always listening to different different kinds of music. Um, I actually just wrote a playlist um, last night for Large Hearted Boy. Um, that I'm going to send to them soon. Um, but I talk about, like, music that I was kind of, like, listening to or whatever when I was, like, working on this collage book the last few years. Um, and just, ha you know, music that relates to collage in some way or another to me um, in some sort of, like, uh, creative or philosophical way. But, um, yeah, I'm always... Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I feel like the last few years... I'll kind of latch on to somebody and I'll kind of like listen to them a lot for like a month or so and I hardly listen to anybody else and then I'll like discover something else and I'll listen to that for a long time and every once in a while I'll kind of go back and listen to like kind of old standbys or whatever but um, lately it's been the new Aldous Harding um, album um, she's like a New Zealand uh, songwriter um, very, very kind of like odd, like, um, pop kind of, uh, stuff. And then she has these really mellow kind of like, 
um, you know, these sort of like uh, heart-wrenching, I don't know, it's hard to say heart-wrenching, but these kind of like ballad-type type songs. Her new album is called Warm Chris, C-H-R-I-S. Um, and uh, yeah, I just am super into it, like the song, there's like, just lots of like really interesting things about the songs are kind of like they 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 sound kind of kind of quirky and um, the lyrics are really cool and sort of strange and like you know you're trying to figure out like what the lyrics mean and stuff like that um, and she's got some great videos uh, out there too um, I've always kind of liked her but this album especially I've just been like listening to it like over and over lately so she's great there was this other guy before that that I was listening to a lot named uh, Jake Xerxes Fussell, who's like um, kind of an Americana, traditional, um, southern um, folk, blues kind of guy, which um, uh, is not like my like number one genre, but um, his, his stuff was like super, super good. Um, really beautiful guitar playing. He, he like takes songs from like the public domain, or songs from like old like field recordings like folkways and stuff like that and kind of makes like um you know his own sort of tribute tribute version of those and yeah super good so yeah that totally does sound like your vibe looking at the uh, <laughs> i made an accident oh yeah <laughs> no it definitely hits right i want to hear about this playlist though that you made run uh -huh. it down for us <laughs> um, well, it was interesting writing it because I was sort of like, uh, I, I, there's seven um, sections in the, in the book and I made an accident. And so I kind of like went section by section um, and talked about like certain uh, songs for each one. Um, and, you know, it's like, um, there's like one song that um, to me sort of kind of relates to um, the, the the word um, inspired aspect of like a lot of the early collages that I was doing were very like word driven. <laughs> I, was, I was using a lot of words like I would cut like words out of newspaper headlines mm -hmm. and kind of like utilize them in a collage or kind of like uh, or sometimes not even have images they would just be like these collages of like these kind of like fucked up newspaper headlines you know um and uh so there was like a i, I put like um an old hip-hop uh song on the playlist um from the wild style soundtrack which is an old um uh hip-hop um movie one of the first ones and it has a super super good soundtrack um but i just um you know that 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 kind of old school hip-hop where there's lots of like scratching and stuff like that um i'm i'm really into that and it kind of like reminds me of, of collage <laughs> um just because of the like it the cut up sort of aspects of early hip-hop you know where things are being sampled you know, and there's, like, the kind of rough scratching sound, you know, reminds me of, like, cutting. Um, so I 
so there's a song on the playlist that talks about that. Then there's like um, another song is kind of about like sort of um, um, kind of herky herky jerky uh, <laughs> kind of music, I guess you'd say, like kind of like weird new wave um, kind of uh, stuff, you know, like Devo or um, there's this Portland band called Lithics, um, and they're just like. Um, See, I was going to, like, guess some craft work or something on there. Oh, yeah, craft work, you know, like, I'll listen to stuff like that sometimes when I'm working. Um, or, yeah, like, LCD sound system, kind of like that kind of stuff that's sort of like, um, te- you know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> kind of a techno-y sometimes, but also, like, that sort of, like, jagged guitar spiky sounds, you know, Gang of Four, um, things like that. Um, and then there's another song on the playlist where I talk about, like, having these um, collage-making events in Portland. I, I, like, hosted, like, a monthly night for a while where people would come and just, like, make collages, and that was super fun. And I would always have, like, um, music playing, and it was always kind of, like, sort of tricky trying to figure out, like, what, what to play. Because you don't want to, like, you know, make people, like, uh, be like, oh, I hate this or whatever, you know. And so I had to kind of find, like, kind of middle ground. And it was a really diverse group of people that would show up every month, you know, diverse, like, older people, like, young young people, um, and then people of all kinds of, like, gender and, and, and race and stuff. And so, you know, I... Um, I kind of um, defaulted to sort of like 80s pop or like alternative 80s kind of stuff, you know, like the Smiths or um, New Order, uh, The Cure. Um, Let's see, what is it about the 80s where you could just blanketly use it for anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you feel I... I, um, I um, it feels I like the that, go-to sound. It's comforting or something. It's almost like, well, I mean, I, you know, listen to a lot of music in the 80s because I'm, I'm older. But even people who are, like, younger seem to have this kind of, like, funny kind of, like, um, respect or, like, or, or admiration for stuff in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like there's kind of, like, everyone kind of has a soft spot for it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch um, Back to the Future once I'm done with you, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got some Huey Lewis in the news in that, uh, in that, in that movie, so. Um, I think I that it I, took me so long to realize that that was him in the cameo. Oh, yeah. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I never played Huey Lewis in the news at collage, uh, <laughs> collage meetups, but, um. I did play like New Order, um, and there's like a New Order song on the um, on the playlist, and then um, there is a Jake Xerxes Fussell song on the playlist too. And I talk about how his way of making his music from like finding old songs and then kind of like recontextualizing, rebuilding them, refreshing them into his own songs. Um, while, like, retaining, like, this kind of, like, quality of the original kind of reminds me of collaging in a way, you know, because people are taking old, uh, you know, usually older 
materials, old magazines, old books or whatever, and like making, um, making you know, recontextualizing the images, making something new that's, um, that still has that kind of like haunting, kind of like um, vintage vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of other songs. There's an Aldous Harding uh, song on there, too. Um, so, yeah. I find yeah. your taste. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of all over the place um, uh, at times. Um, I think all of us have all over the place. Well, that'd be generous. But <laughs> I think the cool people have really all over the place tastes. Like, they're diverse. But you have very refined tastes in those genres. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a pissed, uh, pissed jeans uh, song on the playlist too, um, and they're like one of my, they're one of my favorite sort of go-to's. Like, whenever I want to listen to like kind of like hard rock, uh, kind of hard. It's sort of like punk, you know, kind of like black black flag style mm-hmm. punk in a way. <laughs> um, but they're great too. So. See, you seem like you'd be fun to, like, drink beer and, like, listen to cool music with. <laughs> yeah, I should, uh, yeah, maybe I should, like, um, do some DJ uh, shows or something like that, you know? You know, speaking of that, I was reading up on you. I do this about everybody. Don't worry, I didn't <laughs> just investigate you. <laughs> but no, you do something called Haiku Inferno? What's that? Oh yeah, Haiku Inferno. Um, that was a blast from the past. Um, Haiku Inferno was a thing that I did with uh, um, my uh, my partner at the time and and two of our friends, and we would do these performances where um, uh, we would write a bunch of haiku, um, and they would be kind of like these sort of topical kind of haiku. And uh, so they're kind of funny, pretty much. And um, we would do these things where we would all, and we'd all dress in black, and we'd all go, and, and we'd all kind of stand very, like, rigid and very serious in front of our microphones. And When you say black, you know, are you saying Johnny Cash black or French Nouveau? Oh, like, uh, yeah, like Johnny Cash black, you know. Okay. Um, and... Uh, and we would read, uh, we'd kind of do these, this rapid fire haiku where we'd be like, um, you know, the first person would say like, uh, like, um, uh, like George Bush haiku or something, you know, like, you know, it was kind of like, I think, yeah, it was kind of like around that time. It was like 2004 to 2009 or 10 or something like that. Um, we did it for a few years. Um, it was, it was fun. And we made like a little chapbook and everything, which I think is pretty hard to find now. But um, yeah, it was just kind of like um, it, it was funny, you know. We were just sort of like making fun of like the seriousness of like of like poetry and and haiku and um, stuff like that. So yeah, I was definitely trying to catch a vibe of what that would actually sound like. <laughs> Um, I, I, like, I know your voice and everything. I was like, how would he do this? 
Yeah, I mean, if I had some haiku um, handy here, I would, like, read a couple for you, but... Um, Brain check on that one, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was very, like, sort of, like, staccato, very serious, you know. So, yeah, it was like that. It was like George Bush haiku. And then we would, like, read our haiku, you know. Um or like I think I, I think actually in one of the last few shows it was like Sarah Palin haiku, you know, and then we would like do our Sarah Palin haiku. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of topical. Uh, I'll say that's very topical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, back then it was yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Seriously, I would die to hear that. You're gonna have to do that one of these days again. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, I don't know if there's any recordings of us like doing it anywhere, but hey, um, we got some wild fun. times now. Do some rapid fire haiku about that. Oh yeah, God, that yeah, that's true. You could do like a whole, like, just doomsday show of, you know, there would be like COVID haiku. Um, there'd be like civil war haiku. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Ivanka haiku or whatever. Like, we would, yeah, we would go places for yeah. sure. Yeah, you definitely do get very heavily into political shit. I mean, as I'm just kind of like going through, I made an accident. Why did you name it that, by the way? Um, I think a lot of the, the best... Um, collages when you're making collages like a lot of times so at least for me I'm not really um working uh with an intention to 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 make something specifically uh I, I mean to like make a specific like kind of like statement about something or or, or reference to something it's just kind of like you're sort of you have like all these images in front of you the so way, way I usually work is I cut out a bunch of stuff. I tear out a bunch of stuff. And I have this big pile of, of stuff. And then I, I kind of like, you know, start playing around and moving things around. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes make like four or five, high, uh, four or five uh, collages, you know, at the same time. Kind of simultaneously in different parts of the, the table or floor or <laughs> whatever. Um, so a lot of times um, some of the coolest stuff that emerges is kind of like accidental um and you know for example sometimes you'll cut something out you'll cut the shape of a person out and maybe they're like um you know doing something like maybe they're running so you have like this shape of this person running and then you cut them out and then you're trying to figure out something to do with them and then you like turn the paper over and look at the other side and it's like something like super cool looking because it's like cut into the shape of like somebody running, but like on the other side, it's like some other like weird uh, image that you didn't know was there. And so there's been a lot of times where I'll tell people like when they're collaging, I was like, I remember to turn it, turn turn it over and see what see what it looks like before you glue anything down. Like like turn it over, see if there's like some hidden you know, magic there. So, um, so that, 
that that happened a few times. There's a couple of collages in the book that you'll see where you'll you'll probably notice it if you look in the in the book. You'll be like, oh yeah, that's like this weird image, but it's like kind of cut into the shape of a person. Like, how did they do that? But the the oh, I the can definitely see it. Yeah, yeah. The way that happens is you are actually cutting out like around a person, and then you look at the other side, and you're like, oh, whoa, this is cool. So. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like accidental. Um, I also just kind of thought it was a, a funny title. But um, yeah, I think a lot of the best stuff um, in, in collage are kind of like happy accidents, you know, kind of unintentional, like weird things like that. Um, and then um, you're, oh, and then you're talking about the political uh, aspect of it. Um, yeah, you have a way of actually like incorporating the political topics of like today, but in a playful way almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that um, kind of uh, took me by surprise a little bit when I was doing collage, um, because it it I I don't really uh, feel super comfortable or like like smart enough to be political in my writing you know like um yeah I never, I never really like aim to be political in my writing and a lot of times when people describe, describe someone's writing as political um it 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 sort of uh doesn't seem interesting to me for some reason like I don't know it's almost like political stuff is like almost too um, too topical. Like it, it has like a an agenda expi- expiration date or something too. So like I, you know, I wouldn't want to read like a book that was like uh, a commentary about you know like um, uh, the Ronald Reagan years. You know, <laughs> like I mean, uh, I I don't know. I just don't really um, have the interest in it or something. Like I kind of just sort of like stuff about people and like um personal kind of stuff um so do you think it just accidentally found its way into it yeah well so yeah I mean it's it's it I I kind of avoided it in my writing but then when you're doing collage um it um I feel like I had more material or something and plus you're not like using words um necessarily I mean that's some of my collages have words but what I mean is I'm not like writing something and saying you know kind of like trying to suggest like people should think about this or like uh um think this way about something so um um for collage though you know you just you're just looking at things there's images and then it's more kind of open um so you can make something and have like um a soldier with like an eagle's head in the collage you know um walking through like a battlefield um or um you know, uh, part of an American flag popping out of something and somebody, like, pouring, like, medicine or something on it. Um, and, and 
I think those are like funny and more interesting um, to look at, you know, like, uh, and yeah, so I don't know. I never really, I never really like set out to be like, oh, this is a political uh, collage, but sometimes just because of the images, it kind of like happens that way. And um, I do find that it's easier to um, look at some of the collages and say like, oh yeah, that's, that's like pretty political. Like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a point, it's almost like a commentary about something, um, about how messed up something is. And um, um, yeah, I just find it easier to do in collage. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure, like, uh, um, what else to say about it, but I feel like it's, uh, something that's, that, that I can do in collage, and I also don't feel like it, it necessarily dates the collages. I mean, I'm not putting, like, Trump's face in the no. collages or whatever, you know, like, I hardly ever, I try not I to use, like, like, resignation in one of them. But other than that, no. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I try not to use, like, peop uh, like celebrity faces or whatever no. in, in the collages or whatever that much. Um, but they definitely do fit. Like, I, I can understand that you did probably a lot of this shit recently. Uh, some of it, you know. Um, the book was actually uh, supposed to... Originally, the book was going to come out in 2020, um, and then COVID happened, so it got pushed back, and then it was going to come out, you know, like, last year or whatever, and then, uh, but, but Clash, uh, the publisher, was working out a distribution deal with um, Consortium, mm -hmm. who's a really great distributor that, you know, gets their books into all the bookstores around the country and stuff, and... Uh, so they wanted to wait for that distribution deal to get finalized so that, you know, my book and some of these other books that are coming out this year have, you know, good distribution. So, um, so yeah, it was delayed like almost two years, I guess, uh, before it came out. A lot of the stuff in there is, um, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, stuff from when I first was really getting into it which was like 2014, um, 2015, 2016. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes uh, all of those past like eight years. Um, I did sneak in a few. Um, I was able to kind of add at the last minute, add like some newer collages uh, to the book. So um and, and and some new poems, too. So, yeah. How do you balance being a poet slash, I was a collagist person who makes collages? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, you could say that. Let's say collagist, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when I was, like, really getting into collaging, and sort of discovering my love for it, you know, in 2014. That was kind of the year when I was like, oh my God, like I love doing this. I'm gonna like learn all this, you know, I wanna learn about all this stuff and I wanna like 
have like events where people come and make collages together and like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna write I want to write about collage you know and I had this like collage column that ran for a while on the rumpus website um, and yeah I just like just totally dove in um, and I kind of stopped writing a little bit around that time too because I was just like I don't know. I was kind of burned out a little bit, maybe, on it. Um, and so the collage thing for me is, like, it's it's about, like, getting out of my head and kind of, like, seeing things in front of me. So I'm, like, using my eyes instead of, like, my brain. Um, and it was just way more enjoyable. And it was just kind of, like, this really fun, interesting escape. Um and, and still is. Um, so I didn't really write that much, but then I, um, yeah, and then, but I was like also around that time, you know, really reading uh, a lot of poetry because I, I have a lot of poet friends and there was a lot of great stuff coming out around that time. And so I would, I would get inspired by some of that and I would write my own poems. So, um, yeah, so some of the poems, um, kind of came around that time, too. Um, when I first started writing, I wrote poems because I, you know, didn't go to, like, a writing program and, and um, you know, didn't... Um, it was, like, the easiest thing to do, to, like, to write um, and to kind of, like, experiment that way. Uh, and then, you know, eventually I learned how to write like short stories and and then like essays and stuff like that. But uh, poems were the first thing um, that I wrote, and they're pretty silly, you know. They're kind of like, like I said before, it, they're almost like kind of almost like jokes in a way. Like I'll say they're kind of satirical at times. Yeah, like I kind of like you know, sort of making fun of stuff that's like really really serious. Um, I even see that in your collages, actually, where you use the words, and it's like, oh, my God, that's so fucking hilarious, but yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of, like, driven to make people uh, laugh, you know, <laughs> or, like, you know, or at least, like, give them something a little strange that makes them kind of uncomfortable enough to laugh. Um I mean, I really like the one collage on page 43 where it says, Daddy flees the great terror of safe marriage and death. And it's the image of like a soldier and a, I don't know what you call, soldier car. Oh, yeah. Uh, Army vehicle. Yeah, yeah, like a Jeep thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's like, an, that's like a really early one. All of those ones in that section were like probably done like 2014, 2015. It's funny, I was just like so into using words on my collages when I first started. And I would kind of look around at other collage artist stuff um, and uh, and I wouldn't really see people using words that much. I kind of felt like a little bit alone. Like, like oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm using words, is, is, it, is it not? Is it not cool to use words? Is that why all these other people are just like using images? But um, 
I think I kind of just like figured out later that I was kind of using words as a crutch almost. And um, I would make, I would be working on a collage and, um, and like my partner at the time would say like, oh, that looks great like that, you know, don't put, don't put that word on it or whatever. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I just had to kind of like, I started to learn to be um, um, comfortable without using words, kind of like having that confidence to like just make an image mm-hmm. and, and have it stand as that. So, um, so yeah, I got more into like just kind of like working with images and stuff and it kind of shifted a little bit. Um, I was really curious, um, where do you find your images and like what attracts you to certain ones? Um, I tend to like stuff that's like um, probably pre probably like pre pre seventies really. Um, I like the kind of this this sort of photo quality or um, um, paper quality that was around before, like in like the forties, fifties. Um, 60s before things started to become kind of glossy um, like you can really if you're looking at old magazines you know like um, you know a common magazine that people use is National Geographic um, and because they're so easy to get a hold of but you can definitely see a shift in there if you're looking at National Geographic's from like the 50s and 60s and then I'm not sure what year it started to happen but like probably sometime around the 70s you can see that the images are getting a little more glossy. And I don't know. Uh, but there's something about the kind of like retro, kind of the, the, the flatness, um, or kind of, I don't know, not monochrome, but like, you know, the, there's something about the colors in the older ones that like almost look like they're painted on to the pictures or something. Um, and, I, yeah, I know, I just really love those old images. Um, I do get stuff from old magazines. Um, I, I don't really use National Geographic um, or, or Life that much. Those are both pretty common ones to use, and I did use a lot of those in, uh, before. Um, and I still like them sometimes, but um, I try to find stuff that's maybe, like, slightly more obscure. Um, that people don't see as much, you know, uh, stuff like um, Look, Saturday Evening Post, um, maybe even like old, like, like um, Good Housekeeping or, you know, like these, these sort of like things like that. And then also books, like I will go to, um, you know, places, yard sales, um, thrift oh. stores, and I'll find... Um, and I'll find books that are, like, on, like, their dollar shelf, you know? And they're just, like, these old books that have, like, old photos or, or like, interesting, like, illustrations. Sometimes they'll be, like, repair manuals with, like, these kind of cartoon illustrations of, like, you know, hands holding, like, uh, a wrench or whatever. And, like, um, or, or, like, I have this great first aid book that I found that was actually published, I think, in the 80s. But um, it just had really great like, funny illustrations of people, like, you know, 
passed out or, um, <laughs> you know, like injured in some way, you know, and, um, um, yeah, you'll, you know, you'll be looking through stuff and, and you find something that has a lot of really interesting images, um, and it's like a gold mine. You're just like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, How yeah, do you get also, your hands on all that? I mean, yeah, that can be tough. I think like for some people in certain cities or towns, there's maybe not that much stuff to find. That's something that I often hear from people. Um, even people, I don't know, I find this kind of hard to believe, but even people like in New York will be like, yeah, it's hard for me to find, you know, good stuff to collage with or whatever. Um, and maybe that's because uh, the places where they do have that kind of stuff might be charging like $15 for this like one issue of, you know, like uh, Saturday Evening Post from 1958, you know. Um, so it's like kind of like it can be expensive if you're like going to those kind of places and they're charging like a bunch of money for for that. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm lucky because I feel like there's a there's a couple of great resources here in Portland. There's a used bookstore called Bingo Books that I always try to promote um, in Southeast Portland. And that book, that store is amazing. I've gotten a lot of stuff there. They have like a $1 section and I've gotten like all sorts of like awesome, weird books with old photos. There's like, it's pretty easy to find like um, photo books of like old movies, you know, like, like old movie stars things like that, um, pictures from old classic movies. And those are really good because the pictures are often pretty high quality because they're like, you know, from film or whatever. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'll get stuff there. Also, you know, I work at Powell's and um, there's like this like dumpster kind of thing at Powell's uh, that I'll sometimes like go check out, you know, like it's sort of like in this employee area, you know, employee only area. And it's like this big dumpster thing. And sometimes like the used book buyers will dump stuff that they don't want or like sometimes certain sections will have like books that are too old and they'll dump those or like some books are like falling apart and they'll dump those in there. And so you know, I like once every like week I'll go out there and I'll kind of look, look in the thing and I'll see like, you know, I'll maybe like salvage a couple of books out of there, <laughs> take them home. So yeah, I have a lot of resources. So, um, you're not the first person I know who works at a bookstore who actually does the dumpster thing. I have a friend who works at one and they actually give me the heads up and let oh, me yeah. actually check out their stuff. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And sometimes there's, like, really good sort of, like, newer, you know, novels and things that get dumped in there, too, for some reason or another. Maybe it's because we have too many copies of something. I don't know. It's kind of a mystery to me, but every once in a while I'll be like, what's this doing in here? Um, but, um, yeah, and there's also, you know, these old hardcover books, um, you know, that are, like, 100 years old. And... They have, like, the coolest, uh, like, end paper. You know, you open the book, and those end papers are, like, these weird marbled, you know, paper things that are super cool. 
So I use a lot of those, or I, I've used a lot of those in my collage. Where I'll, I'll take a, I'll find an old book like that, and I'll just like, it's kind of falling apart anyway, and I'll just tear the, the covers off, and I'll collage like right onto the old hardcovers, you know. There's no dust jackets or anything. It's just like, I don't know. Those are, those are, those are, those are great. That's, that's gold. I'm trying to imagine what, what, what your workspace looks like. I'm just imagining like, you know, when you like look in like an older person's like garage and they're just stacks of newspapers and time oh, sure. magazines and stuff. Mm -hmm. What's yours like? Um, yeah, it's kind of it like chaos? that. We, uh, I live uh, in a house um, owned by Curtis Lofstrom, who's another uh, Portland artist, and he does a lot of collage stuff. He does a lot of great stuff. I've lived with him for about six years. And, um, and he, uh, yeah, there's a garage in the back, um, and we call it the Collage Garage. Um, uh, you can make a band like, name out of that. Yeah, exactly. It's like it sounds like a band venue. Like, oh, that shows at the Collage Garage. Um, but uh, Curtis does kind of like bigger pieces, so he often works out there. Um, I work out there sometimes too, but most of the time I just kind of work in the front room of the house um, by my bedroom. But um, uh, it's a it's a it's kind of like a barn. So it looks like a barn and. There's a bookshelf out there with just like a bunch of like old books that I've salvaged that are, you know, just there for material to be torn up, cut up. And um, there's also like stacks of old magazines. There's like, uh, we don't really have like newspapers so much. I feel like newspapers, um, I feel like newspapers kind of like, um, they kind of deteriorate uh, too much. They get kind of dusty and and grimy and I don't know it's kind of hard to work with newspaper um, it's like thinner you know it's kind of hard to like glue and all that kind of stuff but um, yeah there's a lot of stuff back there um, there was a story about me uh, that just was published a couple of days ago on a website called Oregon Arts Watch um, and uh, it's, a, it's a nice longer story profile and there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of photos in that story and there's a few of them that were um, that were taken of the collage garage <laughs> so um, you can see like um, do you two have yeah. like separate spaces or you just share the entire communal area um, we kind of share the spaces but like I said I don't really work out there as much as he does so like he uh, he'll have like Place, uh, things that are like bigger sort of like poster size kind of pieces that he's working on and there are a couple of like flat surfaces out there where he'll you know I'll, I'll see that he has like his his canvas like going and then most of my stuff is like more like you know eight and a half by eleven uh, or you know give or take a few inches like around that size mm -hmm. so it's easier for me to um it's it's uh it's easy for me to do it you know almost anywhere really but um, I have a nice table in the front room so I I do a lot of work on on that in the house so there could be no eighties 
montage of you guys just bumping into each other in the garage and making collages at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like getting our papers like mixed up, like you know, like you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, it's yeah, it's pretty great. The the whole the whole system here at the house with uh with both of us working on our separate things is 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 pretty great. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, the, another another reason why I'm lucky to have like a space to to do this kind of stuff and everything. So, how did you decide to put all these images and poems into one book? Um, when I talked to to um, Lisa and Christoph at Clash a couple of years ago about doing the book, um, I I had seen they were kind of just like sort of like still at the beginning stages of their press and um, I had seen um, they did one book that was like an art book for Matthew Revert mm-hmm. and um, he uh, and it's called Try Not to Think Bad Thoughts um, and I saw that and I was looking at it and I was like oh this is super cool and um, and Matthew does a lot of like book design and stuff like that like a lot of people know who he is um, he yeah he does a lot of modeling covers <laughs> Yeah, uh, and he does a lot of book covers. He did uh, so he did the design, the interior design stuff for my book. Um, but his art book that they published a couple of years ago was. Um, I looked at that and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I wonder, like you know, it just kind of gave me the idea. Like, I wonder if I can ask them about putting out an art book of mine. So, um, so I, I asked them, and and they were like fans of my collage work that I was posting online and so um so they were like yeah let's do it and I was like cool like you know maybe I can put some poems in there too or whatever and they're like okay yeah let's do it and then (laughs) so um it was kind of you know it was kind of a a process uh doing it like I I really admire that they you know put all this work into it and Matthew especially doing all the design work and layout and then like there was a couple of times where it was like hey we're gonna add these new collages can you put this collage on this page between these collages <laughs> you know just like yeah. um and it just seemed like I was just like oh my god like you know Matthew must like hate my guts but um <laughs> uh you know I just I just cannot imagine trying to put a book together like this it has um Especially, like, with some, you have, like, multiple collages and a poem on one page. Yeah, there was, like, there's a couple of times where that happens. Um, there's, uh, yeah, and so there's, like, 200. Um, I think we counted there was, like, 200 collages or something like that in the book. And then there was, like, 20 poems or something like that. And then we added, like, six more poems. So I think there's, like, 26 or so poems in the book, too. Um, and, um, yeah, it was kind of, like, a lot. So basically, I I have a, lo- I have a lot of collages I've, I've made, um, you know, the past <clears throat> few years. So when I was looking through them, I basically... I, I, I have a scanner, so I'd always scan my stuff. That's kind of like I'd make a collage, and then when it's done, I'll make a scan of it, so I have a JPEG or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I was just basically kind of going through, like, these big 
folders on my computer of, of like, collage images. And then I would just kind of pick, like, the ones I thought were, like, the best or kind of had, like, a good representation of different styles and, like, um, and just kind of, like, uh, put them in a Dropbox, I think it was. And, um, yeah, basically just kind of sent them like a shit ton of like collages through Dropbox and then like, you know, and then also like, oh, and here's like a Word document with like, you know, uh, 30 or so pages of poems and like, So did you not know which ones they were going to pick? Um, no, I think like, you know, I, I, I think they, I don't know if there was any collages actually like, taken out I think it was like you know I sent them the stuff and then they're like great and then I kind of and then I also had to on top of that like figure out what order I wanted them to go and then where the poems went and so that's why I kind of made up the sections because it made it easier to kind of figure out like okay I want these collages to be kind of close together and then I would put like you know, tell them what poems should be in each section, too. And then, um, yeah, so I think I, like, kind of gave them suggestions about where things should go, but um, but I also think that Matthew, uh, you know, I kind of gave Matthew the control to, like, you know, put, put certain collages, you know, together or whatever. And looking through the book, you know, um, I'm really impressed by by his intuition about like where to put things mm-hmm. and um and what poems go by the collages and stuff like that i mean some of that was me but i feel like a lot of that was was him kind of just like you know doing it and having like a um yeah just having that intuition and that kind of like stylistic you know um designer sort of genius uh for the book so it's really cool, you know, how it all flows together. It almost made me think, you know, when I was looking at the final layouts and stuff, that it was almost <laughs> it was almost like a weird, you know, it's a book of collages and poems, but it almost seems almost like a weird, like, visual, like a weird visual, like, novel or something like that, you know. It's I was going to say, like, it feels like walking through, like, an art show, but in a book yeah <laughs> especially with like the different like stages and everything mm-hmm yeah yeah well good I'm glad that have you ever done an actual art show or I've done a couple um I had a couple of shows early on um and I had a, a couple of things uh at different like cafes and stuff here in town um restaurants um, uh, a couple of uh, a, a show at Powell's and then a show I curated for Powell's with a bunch of Northwest collage artists in it um, so I've done a few things and then um, uh, and then I have a show at Powell's um, that's going up in like a week or so uh, that's going to be up through August um, and I'm doing my book release uh, reading and party on August 4th uh, Powell, so um, might be like already passed when the podcast goes up, but um, um, probably yeah. So um, 
I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And then I've had like individual pieces in a couple of shows with um, other artists. Um, that's one of the other things too um, that I wanted to mention is that uh, the collage like community is really an amazing um, group of people and a really am amazing um, sort of scene. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a, I, I didn't really have any idea like when I first got into it, like how many other people were doing it and how many people were actively, you know, promoting it and posting about it and stuff like that. So like if you go onto Instagram or whatever, Instagram especially because it's visual, you'll find like tons of like collage artists from like all over the world. And that was another thing I appreciated was that, you know, you could find collage artists from like Germany and Spain and Australia and, you know, Japan and, and, you know, collage is kind of like a universal language, you know, it all, it's all the same, uh, language in every country, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and that was really amazing, um, and even in Portland, there's just, like, a, a ton of great artists in Portland. There's a thing called the Pacific Northwest Collage Collective that um, has an Instagram page. And, and I'm part of that with a couple of other really stellar Portland collage artists. And they'll, like, put on shows. They'll, they'll host uh, collage-making, um, you know, events and... Um, yeah, it's great. It's it, it it's it's so cool. Everyone's like so supportive and and uh, you know kind to each other. It sounds like it's really tight knit, and no one's trying to like stomp anyone out. Yeah, no, it's 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 super cool. And then like when people are like getting into it, um, you know, newer people or whatever, I feel like they're always like you know, super welcome, and people are encouraging, you know, others, and, um, yeah, I don't know, it's really cool, it's kind of like, like I said earlier, too, it's like, it's kind of this sort of easier art form to get into, you know, because you don't have to, like, you don't have to, like, spend a bunch of money on, like, paints and canvases, and, and, and have, like, you know, a space with air ventilation, you know, and stuff like that, it's like, you can kind of, like, do it, you know, anywhere, and it's, like, you just have to have, you know, good good, good source material, and then also just kind of have, like, a good eye or, like, a good good ideas for, like, what you're trying to do, and, and um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I think it's really cool. So after people read... I made an accident. Not really just read, just experience it. What feeling do you want them to walk away with? Um, I know, fun abstract question. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I think, um, I mean, I think it is kind of, there is kind of like a bigger thing to come away uh, with, you know. I think, um, I mean, for me, even getting into collage and getting more and more into it and learning about it, you know, um, first, the first couple of years especially, but even, even still now, it's like I see collage everywhere in the world, and I see, um, 
you know, I, I, I see the influence of collage on a lot of stuff. And when you look at certain collage uh, works, it kind of makes you see the world differently, you know. It kind of makes you see um, the possibilities of things or the absurdity of things. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, I kind of think of it almost in a way like if you're a writer and you, and you, and you, and you write like sort of like weird kind of like fantastical stuff, um, it's kind of like that in a way, um, some people might be like, oh, like, how did, you know, like, how, how did this person get, you know, good at this? Or, like, what, what, this, this person is doing something a little different. And it might be because they just have, like, a different way that their thinking works, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I always kind of thought, like, well, I, I don't really have, like, artistic talent, like, as a, as, like, somebody who paints or draws or whatever. But the collage was a good form for me because I feel like I had a good eye for like balance and and stuff. But also, like my stories are sometimes kind of weird and fantastical, like the collages. And um, so I could see when I'm making a collage, it's almost like writing a story. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this weird thing here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think when people read through the book and look at the collages, I just want people to be, like, kind of excited and energized and feel like maybe it helped, maybe it, like, spurs them or inspires them to, like, um, do some collaging. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and also just to kind of see the world in a different, in a different way, you know. Um, the world of collage is, like, you take you know, almost like this, like, snow globe of the world, and it's, like, instead of, like, snowflakes, it's, like, material and images and paper, and you just, like, shake it up, and it just lands in this, this, like, wonderful, unexpected, surprising way. I dig it. I very much dig it. Do you want to read any of the poems from the book? Or plug anything? Oh sure, I'll <laughs> I'll do that. I can I you know I feel like I've been talking about the collages. Oh um, no, it's cool. So the much. Whole book is like a very cool hybrid mixture. So yeah. Oh thanks. Um, yeah, I feel like I I want to remember to talk about the poems because like um, uh, poems are sometimes kind of a weird thing for me. Like I'll write a poem and I won't really know like what to do with it. You know, like I'm not sure like what where to send it you know like I, I used to like talk to poets and hang out with poets all the time but but I feel like I've I've sort of lost touch with with like some of my poetry friends or whatever so now I feel like it, it's kind of like this lost uh th- this lost part of my creativity <laughs> you know or at least you know my my outside connections with poetry here are not as, like, prevalent as they were before. Um, but uh, I think it's a really important part of the book. And some of the people who've read the book so far um, point out the poetry as being, like, something that they, you know, weren't, like, expecting 
um, to like that much or whatever. And, and people are like, oh, the poems are so good. So, um, so that makes me happy. Um, this is, uh, let's see, this is a poem um, that is kind of a, sort of a um, collage kind of poem in a way, and I think, you know, there is a, there is something kind of similar to some of the poems and the collages, and that the collages, or the poems sometimes, almost are like collage-like, they're like, you know, a smattering of like images or, or feelings kind of piled, piled together. Um, so this, this is a, a poem called Fang of John. Fang, like vampire fang. Mm-hmm. Fang of John is the urge. Fang of John is always there floating. Fang of John does not need encouragement. Fang of John is invincible. Invisible, indivisible. Fang of John is full of cat hair. Fang of John is waiting for your weak moment. Fang of John is watching the Olympics on mute. Fang of John gets in your head. Fang of John takes up space. Fang of John is shaving off pubic hair. Fang of John is filling balloons with milk. Fang of John is a clue in a field. Fang of John is a dirt clod with a rock inside. Fang of John is your first lover. Fang of John is the curve in the road you can't see around. Fang of John is so stabby. Fang of John is a word always misspelled. Fang of John is your second lover. Fang of John is pungent like a bad flower. Fang of John is nervous sweat. Fang of John is satanic panic. Fang of John is hands gripping a sink. Fang of John is never your third lover. Fang of John looks so sad, feels so bad. Fang of John wants so much to be your next lover. Fang of John is stumbling, groggy down a sidewalk. Fang of John is a pit in your body where your guts should be. Fang of John is laughing and crying at the same time. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I always try not to like speak until someone says they're done Uh, that's it that's the end of the poem no i like it i really really like that there's another john poem in here too oh is there yeah i'm trying to find it interesting in the beginning i was gonna be like i think you like john (laughs) okay i can't pronounce the one it's john oh john yeah, John Stesiker talks about collage. Yeah, yeah. John Stesiker is a um, is a really awesome collage artist, and he was one of my early inspirations. Um, uh, I should have put a note on this uh, on this poem actually. So w- this poem comes from um, one of the first books that I got of, of collage art was this uh, anthology called um, Age of Collage. Age of Collage. And it has a bunch of like different collage artists from around the world, and John Stesiker is a British um, uh, collage artist who's um, been around for a while and is pretty well established. He's like uh, got um, a few books out. He's done like really big art shows and lectures and all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's pretty minimalist stuff. Like he usually works with just like one or two or uh, like two or three pieces of, of, of paper. Um, 
and that poem John Stesiker talks about collage is um, it's all stuff that he says uh, there's a video of him online talking about collage um, and um, and I just remember like watching that video when I first got into collage and like being like oh my god like I was kind of like blown away you know like by his like philosophical <laughs> thinking about collage and um, and I just love that video so much and uh, um, and so I watched that video and I basically kind of took took stuff that he says in that video and kind of like you know cut it up or rearranged it or whatever and put it uh, into this poem so um, that's that's what the John Stesiker poem is. It's so, a remix. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of a remix. And there's another poem in here that's a remix of um, from a um, from a story by uh, David Vajnerovics. Uh, Vajnerovics. I always say this name wrong. <laughs> Don't worry, we all pronounce shit the wrong way. Yeah, I think for a long time I was pronouncing his name David Vajnerovics. But then people were like, no, the W is like a V sound, dummy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, David Vajnerovics. Vaj I don't know. I'm I probably mean, butchering it. To give Matthew Rivera like another shout out, I found out for years I was saying his name the wrong way. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So I guess I was, I was saying that. revert. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just saying. Maybe you can edit that part out. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> like, you'll whenever appreciate I say it. it. Whenever I say it, you can just be like, yeah, Matthew Rivera. <laughs> like, weird, weird edit. No, see, I'm trying to remember what other podcast it was, but, like, we went off and everything about Matthew Rivera, and he was like, finally, somebody said my name the right way. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that issue, but he's chill about it. Yeah, okay, good. That's funny. I sort of, like, wanted to... Um, like send him like a Venmo, uh, like tip for like working on my book. Like I don't know how much Clash paid him for working on my book. I, I hope they paid him like twice as much as they usually do for this book. Um, but I was like, I, I I was like, oh, I should find out what his Venmo is and just like Venmo him some money so he can like go out and buy some flowers and some whiskey or something, you know. He is, like, too nice of a guy to even accept it. <laughs> like, yeah. we've paid him before, and he's actually, like, been like, this is too much. Take some of this back. Oh, well, That's funny. All right. <laughs> so is there anything you want to plug before we go? Um, yeah, we got, like, uh, you know, I've been pretty busy with Future Tense um, stuff, publishing um, other people's books. And we've had a really great run, like, early on in, in COVID. I kind of realized I was going to be out of work for a while, so I, so I was like, oh, um, you know, maybe this is a good time to read submissions. <laughs> so I, like, opened up the submission thing for, for Future Tense, and I got, like, a bunch of submissions. And I, you know, closed it after a couple months, and then I took some time to read, like, you know, 230, you know, queries and manuscripts. And then, um, and then I accepted, like seven of them and um so we've had this like little run of, of books we published um and uh yeah most recently like um put out a book of uh, flash fiction by shane kowalski um that actually has one of my collages on the cover <laughs> just like the, i think it's maybe the 
maybe the first time I've used one of my own collages for the cover. But um, I fucking love that book. It's so good. I don't know if you you have you seen that Shane Kowalski book, Small Moods. Yeah, I have. Yeah, didn't I send you one? I think you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It's so like weird, and it's like it's uh, it's like the perfect book. It's so good. I get sent I'd, so many books. Yeah, I definitely just looked back in my bookshelf. Like, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you should just randomly open it and just read like one of the stories because they're all like a page long. But he's he's amazing. Um, that came out recently. Uh, Hillary Leftwich's uh, memoir Aura actually um, comes out um, this week. I mean. This is recorded, so it's out now, I guess, by the time people hear it. But her memoir, Aura, is coming out. Um, that book is amazing and really intense and beautiful. And um, That one I just received. Yeah, so, um, so that is out. That's the newest thing. we got a couple of other things coming up in the pipeline. Uh, we're going to do another uh, book in the Scout book series, the little chapbook series that we do. Uh, by Katie Katie Jean Friedman, a Philadelphia writer, um, really awesome essay piece that's coming out uh, from from her uh, later this year and a couple more next year. So yeah, future tense books. Um, and there's also a new Sharp Hands gallery show that will probably be up by the time this uh, airs. That'll be our summer show. Um, and there's like artists uh, in that show from uh, Denmark, Japan, um, the Netherlands, uh, the Ukraine, and the U.S. Um, and so that's that's going to be super cool. So people should check that out too. It's sharphandsgallery.com. Will do. Will do. All well, right. It's been really great having you. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun to, to talk, Mallory. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to actually just talk more because I was too nervous when we were at Paul's at the one reading, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> See, we've grown. We could talk to each other. We've grown. You, you, you've gotten older. Yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten older and softer. See? You, you've gotten that. older and stronger. So, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> Next time I'm in Portland, I'm just going to be like, I need to call Kevin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. We'll, we'll hang out. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and I hope that we can... Uh, I'll probably do the return of Small Pressapalooza. That's what it was called. Small Pressapalooza was the event yeah. that I do. Um, I had a name. <laughs> yeah, every, every March at Powell's, sometime in March, it's like kind of like a four-hour event with like 12 readers. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, of course, it hasn't happened the past couple of years because of COVID. But hopefully that will return this next year, 2023, hopefully. Sounds good. All yeah. right. Well, I'll let you get on with your day, and I might stalk you at Paul's at some point. You'll never know. <laughs> All right. I'll know. I think I'll, I'll think I'll figure it out. All right. That was Kevin Samsel. I hope you enjoyed listening to him tell us about his book and the way that he actually finds the art he uses to make collages. Don't sleep on getting his book, I Made an Accident, from Clash Books. You won't regret it. It's very lit. If you want to get to know Kevin more, take a look at his website, kevinsamsel.com, or his Twitter, at kevinsamsel.
pretty basic. As always, if you want to get to know us more, find Textual Healing on Twitter at Pod Healing and take a look at our website, textualpodcast.com. If you would like to help us out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Or check out the merch section on our website and hit up one of our Textual Healer t-shirts, you know, just to mix things up for once. Check out past episodes and keep a lookout for new ones to come every other Saturday. This is Mallory Smart. Thanks for listening to the show.